What's up, viewers and listeners? My name is Jay. I'm a Reg Nutritionist based here in Bristol, working with BJJ enthusiasts across the globe, helping jiu-jitsu practitioners perform to the best ability on the mat, whilst making sure they are not doing anything stupid with their weight cuts. On today's episode, we had Beth Andrew. She was our 1,000 follower prize winner, but also runs the Women of BJJ social media page. Beth is a blue belt in jiu-jitsu based at the Lakes BJJ Academy in Kendall, has competed in multiple platforms, Northern Submission Series, BJJ 24-7, and most recently, Enyo. Beth is wanting to uplift the jiu-jitsu scene, not just for women alone, but the whole community. In this podcast, we talked about body positivity and how it could be harming others. The BJJ community helping with mental health, poor weight cut experiences, competition issues due to lack of opponents, and much, much more. We had some extra guests in this episode, so please, please don't feel lost whilst viewing or listening with some repeat conversations. Thank you for tuning in. And of course, if you're not subscribed, please click that button and turn on post notifications for further content updates. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's get into, I can't believe I'm going to say this, episode 20. Oos. Right, guys, welcome to the BJJ Nutrition Podcast. We're on episode 20. My name is Jay. I'm the host of the BJJ Nutrition Podcast and the BJJ Nutrition Consultancy, helping jujitsu enthusiasts, hobbyists, athletes perform to their best whilst not also not doing anything silly with their weight cuts. Today, I am joined by... Beth Calvert. I'm women of BJJ. I've just given the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> Beth Andrew. There you go. That's yeah. all good. Women of BJJ UK. Um, well, look, obviously, Beth, we've been looking forward to getting this book since the odd enough, you won our thousand follower giveaway, which is cool. So, you've got obviously our hoodie, um, our soap, uh, and obviously working with me at some point, which we've got arranged, which would be pretty cool um, yeah. to see obviously how that all goes. But after speaking to you and obviously finding about the page and stuff, I was like, right, let's give you the platform to speak about obviously women of BJJ and obviously a little bit about yourself, your comp- competition experience and that type of thing, and just see what we can put the world to rights with in Jiu Jitsu at the same time, which would be really, really cool. But um, let's start off with, let's say, your experience, your lineage what belt you are, what competitions you've done, how's that all been so far? Yeah, so I'm a blue belt. I've been training for, well, it's complicated, but about 18 months, um, I reckon. So I train at Lakes BJJ. Um, I've done quite a few competitions and shows now. Um, Northern Submission, uh, most recently Enya. Yeah. Um, Clash, all, all the ones in the, around sort of northwest, northeast. Um, and then some of the competition competitions, 24-7 and stuff. Nice. Yep. Cool. 18 months blue belt, obviously. What was it, over the COVID period by any chance? Or oh, was it not? well, or? I actually started in 2018. Okay. And then uh, got pregnant okay. and then had the baby, came back, trained for a little while and then COVID happened. Um, and then came back for a little while, got pregnant again. Uh, <laughs> reoccurring thing. Um, and then by the time I'd sort of come back, definitely was after after lockdown. So I came back um, just as a like a one strike white belt. Yeah. And then that was what. Uh, no, it wouldn't it have been March 2021, and then trained consistently. Nice. Since then. Quick question, obviously, for me, I ain't having a baby anytime soon, obviously. What was it like getting back into jiu-jitsu post-pregnancy post, post, post and stuff? Mm. Was it tricky or not really? Is there anything you're worried about? Or? 
I'm really fortunate in that I could bring the baby to the gym because um, okay. at the same time the coach's wife had had a baby. Yeah. Um, so we just brought our babies to the gym. All of our classes came. So like for feeding and stuff like that was fine. Um, the obvious things are like you're tired. Uh, you're a lot more tired what? than what you would be. I know it's such a surprise. Yeah. Ten years on, I'm still knackered. Um, but yeah, you can bring them to the gym. So that that was fine. It's just it's stuff that you don't really think about. Like if you are breastfeeding and you're having people rolling all over your chest and stuff like that, like that's really uncomfortable. Mm. Um, trying to so obviously you gain weight when you're pregnant you're, you're carrying around more weight your yeah. body's really supple and all your joints are stretchy and trying to make sure you're not pushing yourself too far because especially with with me and a couple of the women that i know that have had babies with jiu-jitsu the, the first thing you want to do is get back into jiu-jitsu and be exactly where you're at yeah and it doesn't work like that because your body is completely different you know don't get me wrong it takes a little more to arm by you but you're absolutely knackered after it yeah um, so yeah, it, it was good. I was, I'm fortunate that, like I said, I can bring the baby and I can I could train as much as I wanted to. But it was nice. it was a bit of a slog, yeah. doing it, especially fourth time round. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine, like obviously getting back into. It, I think it's the same thing. With, I think we're talking obviously off air about like injuries and stuff like that, and that you keep on getting like little niggles and stuff, and it'll be like two weeks into training, and something else comes up, and then it'll be something else a week later, and you're just like you're just eager to get back on the mat and just get rolling as quickly as possible. And sometimes I think we have to take a step back to say, hey, look, we're none of us are toppling Gordon anytime soon. I don't like the think or anything like that. So mm. it's the case of it doesn't need to be now, here, present. But I think we both agree that it gives you that escapism to enjoy it and just have time to yourself, I imagine, oh, as well. God, yeah. Like, I don't know what I'd have done without, the, without this gym. With both of mine, I got really bad personal depression. And with, without being able to come, like, especially the fourth time round, it was like my saving grace. The, yeah. the gym in total, was, but BJJ particularly, it's, because for me, jujitsu isn't just about like rolling around and stuff like that. Like it isn't the physical jujitsu, it's like the community, yeah. the people, the fact that you can just, everyone from all walks of life come here. Yeah. And you know, you, you're just rolling around on the floor and that's the thing you've got in common. And it's just, you, you walk onto the, the mats and nothing else matters for that time. It's, it's those things which I, I say to everyone, I'm a bit of a gym gypsy. I know where my home is, I go to my main club type thing, but I'll happily go around trying different places all the time. And, it's hard to describe that you're walking down the street, you're on the mat, you don't even know someone, you just go, yeah, okay, cool, and you just slap and tap type thing and off yeah. you go type thing. But you put that in any other normal environment, like you wouldn't walk up to a random person in the pub and be like, all right, yeah, hey, man, how you doing type thing, <laughs> yeah. just start chatting, what's your name type stuff. It's so uncommon, but for whatever reason in this world, it's just normal, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then afterwards you have a chin, like a chin wag about whatever type thing, or. And like, oh, how did you do this? How did you do that? Or where did you come from? That type of thing. So yeah. it's really, really cool. And you end up making like lifelong friends and stuff like 100%. that. Hundred percent, it's wicked. Like, you yeah. end up going to a local comp, for example, and just bumping into everyone and saying, "Hey, how are you doing?" Type thing. Like, it's awesome to that degree. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like, that's how the community should be, and there should be certainly like no animosity in the slightest bit. Like, I don't care if you're Gracie Baha, um, I don't know Roger Gracie, or some other affiliate or whatever type thing. Like, it's all just jujitsu. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it should be no different from it, right? Um, but no, that's all cool. Competition-wise then, obviously you got you check yourself in the deep end pretty soon often. Are you just an angry person or a competitive person? <laughs> Where does that come into the mix of things? I don't know. I just like, I like the challenge and I like to push myself. So when, um, I think it was May 2021, as a white belt, I had my first show on 
Northern Submission. It was Northern Submission number one. And I'd never done a competition before, never done a show, never even dreamed of competing. And it came up and I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a bash. I got absolutely smashed. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, um, I'm, I'm gonna give it a bash. And it was absolutely brilliant. And then just, it kind of just tumbled from there. And it was the same with my blue belt. I got my blue belt at um, Manchester BJJ 24-7. So that was the October. And I'd gone on holiday the week after. And while I was over there, Northern Submission came up again. And they wanted a 70 kilo blue belt. I was like, okay. am I going to make this mistake again? I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll make this mistake again. And again, got smashed. Jumped going. That's all right. Sorry, guys, I'm interrupting. We've got some lovely children who want attention by that They're not that lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, crack on. It's all good. Oh. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no, we've given up on the smashing. There we go. Uh, yeah, so I thought, fuck it, I'll go back. And uh, Kate came back fresh off holiday and did a blue belt competition. And each time I just think, oh my God, I've absolutely fucking fluked this. Like, I don't know how I keep managing to blag my way. The thing in the run up to Enyo, which was like my goals for next year, uh, with Scott and Enyo, I was like, I have seriously blagged my way to this. I remember driving down with my partner thinking, like, I, I said to him, I was like, I'm such an imposter. Like, I don't belong <laughs> in this in this world. So it's mad, like, imposter syndrome hits us all in so many different ways. Like, it's mental, right? To the point where, even within my job, obviously, of helping people with the nutrition and stuff like that. And I don't know. Let's say, for example, do I get ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> if you go, I'll behave myself. I promise. <laughs> The best bribe ever. Best bribe ever. Yeah. Like, I worked some McDonald's too, I'm honest. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's like a Sunday or something. It's all good. Um, we're talking about imposter syndrome, weren't we? And how it all impacts us in little ways and stuff. So, like, for me being a nutritionist, it's like, all right, cool, we've got, I've done this a million fucking times, right? In terms of like moving people's weight down, up, maintaining, performing well, all this type of jazz. But let's say, I don't know, you have three, four days on the trot and it's not happening how it normally does, right? You then go, am I doing it wrong? Is there something going on here type yeah. of thing? I remember having one client in particular, her weight was really, really sporadic across the board. It would be like up one kilo one day, down two, up back two, ooh, and it was really, really varied. And I was like, this just doesn't make sense at all. And for months I was like, right, something's not quite going on here. And the thing is, it's not, I don't want to be there to accuse someone like, oh, you're lying or something's not quite right here. You're obviously just bullshitting me type thing. Uh, because again, I appreciate everyone's got their own differences and I try and build that relationship with them to make sure that, hey, it's all honest and truthful. I ain't going to judge in the slightest bit, right? You've gone out and pissed on the weekend, fine, it's happened. I can't change it, yeah? Um, but it just wasn't, something just wasn't sitting right. And I was like, right. And it turned out basically that creatine was just fluctuating up, down, up, down, up, down all the time. Took it out perfectly normal how it normally looks. And I was like, but for the whole couple of months this was going on, I'm like, I'm a fraud, they've taught me everything wrong at uni, what the fuck's going on here type thing. But you get it in so many different ways. And obviously that competitive environment, mate, obviously look, you've been invited to, well, you've applied to the show, you've been invited to the shows, that type of thing, and yeah. you've gone and performed in the day. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Like, it's a, it is, it's a crazy one. I know a lot, like you said, a lot of people have it through, through loads of bits. And especially like the, the joke of, when someone gets the blue belt and they just sack it off, it's like... I'll believe that, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, yeah, because you go there and you're given this belt and you just think, I don't deserve this. Like, yeah. this isn't... that. I, I'm meant to know what I'm doing now, or... Like, and yeah. then you realise, actually, no, you, your belt colour's changed, you're starting again as a white belt, yeah. but you're meant to know it, and... Man, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things which I think, once I got my blue belt, I kind of... 
When I was satisfied that if anyone asked if I did jiu-jitsu, because normally my cauliflower ear gives it away straight away. <laughs> and I'm like, right, yeah. And then you sort of say to me, I'm a white belt. And they're like, oh, okay. And they look at you like, do you really know what you're doing? Type yeah. thing. And I'm like, so I wanted to be able to say, I'm a blue belt now. Like, I somewhat know what I'm doing type of thing. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm going to fucking kill everyone. Don't get me wrong. But um, after that, I was in like, what difference does it make? What belt goes from from there? What color it is? Do you know what I mean? Like, you can roll with some people from different clubs who are a purple belt but roll like a blue belt at your club do you know what i mean yeah. and you've got no idea and vice versa yeah like you could go somewhere and roll with a, a white belt i know we were joking about it earlier like being caught with different moves and stuff like that and then all yeah. of a sudden you're like you're a white belt and they're like oh god you're questioning all your life choices and everything you've been drilling and soothing that bruise bruise yeah exactly <laughs> like it's always awkward because i think it's definitely moments as a blue belt where you're being chased down by the white belts and the purple belt's like oh great we can have a fucking full ham on you now type thing. yeah and they're trying to survive and i know people say it don't make it makes no difference if you get submitted by white but there's a bit in the back of your mind oh like, it does <laughs> you ain't summoning me i don't care like i'm holding on for dear life here. yeah yeah and it just it, it just takes you by surprise as well like i don't think not in like a smug way like you roll and you think yeah you know what i'm kind of confident with what i'm doing as they're moving around you're thinking do they know what they're doing because i think i know what they're doing and then you get heel hooked yeah like, <laughs> i think i think i can't do this to you why can you do this to me it ain't fair that's the same thing of like oh right oh i'm not i've got an injury or something like that and then all of a sudden you submit them with the same <laughs> sort of move do you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. gotta have like a state like a pirate's code type thing within jiu-jitsu <laughs> parlay that's the one um, what was I going on about before my brain went off on a tangent? Um, oh, I've forgotten. Yeah, about being, oh, that was the other thing. Like being rolling with a white belt and hearing that time of going like five, four, three, two, one. And you're like, oh, I survived. Good roll, mate. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You've got to work on the next time ten or something <laughs> yeah. like this. And you'd like walk away like, Jesus Christ, that was close. Do you want another roll? No, uh, I'm, I'm five minutes out. Five minutes gonna, out, yeah. yeah. Just go a rest type thing. But um, yeah, it's all good. Um, so obviously those are bigger show competitions, if you don't want me saying like Northern Submission Series, any and that type of stuff. Did you do much locally at all? Or? Um, no, because we've not really got a lot around here. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, probably, I don't know, Clash was, Clash is in Leeds. That's okay. probably the, the most local one, because we just don't have anything around here. Like, it's like Manchester, that's a little too, bit too far for you, that type of thing? Um, well, we do, competi like competition, competition wise, there's, BJJ 24-7, who've yeah. just announced that they're actually doing one in Blackpool as well, yeah. um, and Newcastle, so we'll be going to those, yeah. and we do do them every time they come up, because it's a really good one. Um, but yeah, there's just nothing around here. It's one of those tricky things, obviously. I know, obviously, when I said coming to the open mat today, I was like, how far away is it? Like an hour and a half. I'm like, shit, right, I've got to get going type thing. Everyone but, sees Cumbria and think, oh, it's only, you can walk there, it's yeah. fine, just walk everywhere. No, definitely nope. not, definitely not. Um, so with the competition side of things then, you mentioned that you were wanting to get stuck in and stuff like that, and then did you have any doubts after that first competition at all? You were like, I love this, I carry the fuck on type thing? Or I just wanted to do it again. Yeah. I, re I remember walking off, and I mean, I'm not a sore loser. Like, I, I'll smile regardless. In fact, like I, I, I will always say to people, like you know what, I needed that. Like I needed a humbling loss, or I needed to do it. And um, but yeah, I came off and I was just hungry. I just wanted to do it all constantly. Nice. Yeah, and even now, like I just I can't wait for my next one. But I've, I've sworn that I'm not going to sign up to anything for the rest of the year. But then actually, there's Newcastle 24/7. So <laughs> see you there. <laughs> see you there. Basically, you'll find Beth already signed up and everything. So I know we touched on this briefly um, with the nutrition side of things and weight and obviously moving up and down. Have you always stuck at the same weight? Have you gone up? Have you gone down? What's happened there? No. So I'm, I fight now at 70. Yep. Um, when I first started, I fought at 60. 
Um, and I just, uh, my coach was forever saying, you know, you shouldn't be cutting. Because I, I walked around then at about 63, 64. Okay. And I'm really lazy, so my weight cutting was in the last week. Like, or, or on one occasion in the last two days where I just ended up doing that absolutely awful, not eating, sauna. <laughs> as I say, everyone, no better. judgment on this. It's just to try and, as I try and say, just get people aware that if you think you're doing something stupid, you're not the only person, yeah. right? And it's just the case that it's about trying to level everyone up. And as obviously this page grows and obviously everything else, people yeah. will start to realize that people aren't doing it very commonly and there's better ways of doing it type of thing. But yeah. So when you say you just didn't eat for two days type of thing, is that basically what you did or was it something yeah, well, else? Yeah, I, I, I was weighing myself and I weighed myself on Monday and I was sat there and I had plenty of time to get down to 60 yeah. and uh, jumped on the scales on the Friday, I was 62.4, I was like, oh, piece of piss, I'll just reduce everything that I eat, I'll, like, cause I've been drinking water all week, which I don't generally do, um, and espressos and stuff. Woke up on the Saturday morning, I was fighting on Sunday and it was 63.4. I was like, how the fuck did that happen? And I was, I was like, I thought I can't do my first show and weigh in heavy. So like throughout the entire day, I was here in a bin bag with jumpers on, running on the treadmills, spent all day wearing it. I ate one chicken breast and some asparagus uh, with, with chili all over it. And then went to the sauna and ended up <laughs> nearly passing out in the sauna. Right. I remember, woke up the next morning and I was, I was bang on 60. Um, so it must've just been holding water, like water weight. But I came down and my 10 year old went, why are you doing this? You look like you'd be better dead. I was like, I feel like I'd be better dead. And I did shit like, wow. I just had no energy, completely depleted. Do you um, think that first match may have been different if you didn't have to have all those extra different things? I know it's easier said than said looking back. No, right she was feisty. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> she was MMA and I was like, God, took a slap to the face. I was like, oh, this isn't going to be like any match that I've had before. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a tough day in the office type Yeah, thing. yeah. Oh, fair enough. But, and then... After, yeah, no, I was just going to say after that, um, I started going to 60, I, I think it's 63.9 or something like that, moved mm. up a little bit, um, got my boobs done, went up even heavier naturally and uh, tried to stick around 65 and realised that actually the stress of trying to, to stick to 65 coming up to a competition isn't worth it, like I didn't enjoy the competition as much, I yeah. really, really like eating anything and so going to going in and walking in at 70 knowing I don't have to stress I can I can have my takeaways during the week and I yeah. can eat my cake just do everything so yeah nice 70 ish is I was gonna say it must better. have been obviously challenging with obviously the family that you've got and everything and life and then trying to diet on top of it yeah. it's probably one of the trickiest things for most people I'd say is trying to balance that family aspect of it and one of the things I try and get across to a lot of clients with kids and stuff like that is that even though it doesn't seem like it's impacting them now but they'll see stuff mm. right why is mum only having a chicken breast all of a sudden just for today type thing yeah. and then it won't be immediate that that's going to carry on for the rest of their life type of thing but it will sit with them and it will stay and it will then look like okay and they'll be like oh why did mum do this why did dad do that why is my dad and mum having a separate meal to everyone else type of thing and it yeah. all starts to like get they're inquisitive do you know what i mean oh yeah i'm from i don't know how old you are but i'm 31 and my mum was well oh well you'll remember rosemary connolly and yeah, exactly. weight watchers yeah. slim fast all of that and i remember my mum forever her our entire childhood was always on a diet doing all these mad diets and uh i remember being 15 and reading about the beyonce cinnamon yeah. lemon yeah. one you know where you drink the water three yeah. times a day and doing that and she was doing it with me and yeah it was just i don't want my kids to be like that but uh, it's a tricky one i think for me it's about again giving parents the knowledge of what to do because yeah. again it's, it's scary to say that i know it's been brought up on a couple of other podcasts in the sense that 
there's an element of ownership that you've got to learn cooking skills, for example, which I know sounds really mundane, but there's a lot of people who don't know how to cook, yeah. right? Which is scary to say. Is also having that confidence to go and cook in the first place. People just go, oh, I'm a shit cook. Yeah. Right? We can all walk into a jiu-jitsu class and go, I'm just shit at jiu-jitsu. Yeah? But you've got to put yourself in that uncomfortable position to get better in the first place, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing with other things in terms of like thinking of different recipes and adding to it. Like no one has this expectation for you to become Gordon Ramsay overnight. Right, but for some reason we put this mental pressure in our head to be like, I've got to be able to look at three ingredients and put something together, type thing. <laughs> also, moving away from the fact that we don't have to just eat chicken, rice, and veg. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, uh, we're, like, me and my partner are quite cleared up with the food that we should eat, but equally, there's a time when you can do that and when you can't. So, like, I'm not going to feed my kids chicken, rice, and veg. What? Like, <laughs> sometimes I want to. <laughs> like, seven nights a week, I'm not going to do it. It's, but equally, like, we know when it's time, like, if, yeah. if we have left it too late. But again, then it's about being sensible with it and, and having yeah, the nutrition and stuff. It's trying it. to manage it appropriately because there's definitely camps which I find, which is, I'm going to label it as like an alpha camp where it's like everything must be clean and bodybuilding-esque and primal and stuff like this. And then there's the other camp which is like, I don't give a fuck about a single thing, right? I just do what I want. I'm like, there is a balance in between type stuff. And the approach that I want to take is basically wherever you lie on that spectrum in terms of your approach of it, it's about then just keeping you consistent with it more so than anything else. If you want to be a militant and be there, like I, I joke, I've got some clients where I say to them, right, fourth meal of the day, can you go in front of northeasterly wind and stand on one leg while you're eating it? They'll go and do it, right? Because they think, oh my God, this is going to be fucking amazing, right? But then likewise, there's other people where you get them to try and have three solid meals a day, they can barely stick to that. Right, yeah. and then it's just like, okay, well, what's the barriers around here? Oh, I didn't have time to prepare. Okay, well, where's this preparation comes from? Oh, the kids were being fucking havoc all of a sudden. Am I right? Okay, well, when do we have time when we're not with the kids or something like that? Oh, my partner has them on these days or something like that. I'm like, right, fine. Then, well, can we get some planning in for the rest of the week? And it may start from you doing a weekly shop. Yeah. yeah. And then it's something as mundane as that is the like initial domino that then gets everything else going for it. Because without the weekly shop, you can't meal prep, right? You then want to try a different recipe. You haven't got half the fucking food available type thing. And you're like, oh, what's the fucking point now? Kids are back, I can't do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think they should like, especially from a mum point of view as well, is like I would I'm I'm a bit of a food snob. Or I was. Uh, sort of going, you know what, actually, I'm not gonna be able to meal prep like five meals for this week, this week, and then outsourcing like the prep pots yeah you know fantastic they're like three quid i'd spend that i'd spend double that going to the shop getting a sandwich and then i'd end up getting a cake and then i'd end up getting a, a oatmeal latte with a like caramel syrup or whatever you yeah. know and just saying actually it's not cheating it's not any of that it's just taking something that's easy and making it even easier you know, this is the thing right i tell the people that if they pop into tesco the meal deal right if they're able to step probably five more steps further past the meal deal section, they can probably exactly make exactly the same fucking thing than the sandwich, the fucking bag of crisps and the Diet Coats, I would say. And it just, again, it's just being able to go, right, okay, I'm going to challenge it a little bit and like go a bit further because it's not going to take you just as long, but you build up the confidence to do it one time over and make your own salad or sandwich or whatever. You then go, this is actually a lot more easier than I expected. Yeah. You know what I mean? And cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Like mm. rather than being stuck with a five pound meal deal, whatever the fuck it is right now, type thing. But yeah. That's interesting. Um, we want a bit of a tangent there. I can't remember what we were going on with like family and kids and stuff. Uh, weight cutting. Uh? We'll talk about weight cutting. I think. Weight cutting, yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. So when was there like kind of a, a bit of epiphany moment? I mean, obviously that first conversation, obviously it was tough. Was that like I can't do this anymore? Or did you still consider it afterwards? You know what I'm asking. Um, 
No, I just from from my per my my thing with eating is it's always been an issue with me since like I said since I was like 15 years old. I've always gone up and down. I've been dreadfully skinny, um, like running 10 miles a day, five yeah. days a week, and all that. And then I've also been 14 stone. Mm. Um, so the the in between, and it just so happened that during this time when I when I got down to 60 was actually I was on my way plummeting down back into that eating like that disordered eating behaviour. Sure. Um, where I wasn't, I'd had a baby, you know, a few months before. Um, I'd stopped eating. I was only eating at night times, and then um, I met someone, and we started talking about food, and we gained that passion. And then, like, he wanted to cook, I wanted to cook. We wanted, we enjoyed talking about food, and that was, you know, the turning point for me. But how that relates to BJJ is this is a guy I met at BJJ at this club, you know. So for for me, it just was like reigniting that sort of passion that I had for food and enjoying it That's and then nice. yeah and it is and it, it does all sort of tie together in that again I took it too far <laughs> I ate loads I've been making like trays of cinnamon buns twice a week or whatever. Oh, yeah. cinnamon, right it's a bit of a weird <laughs> fact for everyone who's listening to this where if I go low on my sugars and my type one I, I dream of cinnamon basically so I'll be like in, in bed at like three o'clock in the morning and I'll wake up and I'll be like oh I feel like shit and I'm like what are we dreaming about oh cinnamon buns I'm like, I must be going low right type thing and then I'll go and find something that's really weird of all food <laughs> I don't know why so like every time I get the opportunity for something like cinnamon I'm like oh I'm in there <laughs> which is absolutely awesome cinnamon but. square cereal that's where it's at oh, but yeah so it, it all literally just came from just just being happy and feeling content and it again it's another reason I've got to be thankful for BJJ and finding the sport because I don't know where it'd be. Yeah, it's interesting enough then, like if you didn't meet your partner at BJJ, do you think obviously that wouldn't have transpired type of thing? Was there any sort of, back, was that just the encouragement or the confidence boost to keep on looking that way? Because let's say for example, that partner was like, oh, we've got to be cutting properly all the time, but not properly, but just like cutting all the time. Do you think that could have been like a counter or like a negative thing? Uh, I don't know, because we both we both do cut weight and do things like that. And it's, it's something that we both have to do. So I, I don't know. No, I think I think even then the happiness, like for me, foods foods my control. Yeah. So if I was happy with someone, like or I was happy even if they wanted to wait cut, I'd be like, right, yeah, you can eat that. I'm gonna go and eat a brownie. Like you know, uh, like you know, there's nothing better than the munchies and being able to eat what you want. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That's interesting. So again, it's kind of like back to enjoyment and food and actually having a happier lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Type of thing is just really kind of put you in a better position and. Definitely. Oh, what's going on? They're all right. It's <laughs> fine. I hear stuff. The thing is, I hear noises like that, and you know, I just want to react to it instantly. So, if, like, someone, someone's phone rings in the street. I'm like, I instantly just say stuff like, "Hello, ring, ring." Like, how, like just, it just blurts <laughs> oh, out my mouth. I can just now. I don't even hear it, especially as we're like week five in the summer holidays now. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> you hope it's the penultimate week for you, isn't it? Isn't it? Mm. Is it the penultimate week for you, summer holidays, or? Yeah, morning. yeah. Oh my God, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, we got we got this week, and then I think we go back next week. Actually, that's quite oh, exciting. God, um, what was I going to go on to then? Uh, before I got distracted again. Uh, yeah, happiness and lifestyle and stuff like this, and how it impacts us. This is again like. I'm not a life coach in the slightest bit, right? Not to quote James Smith here in the slightest bit, but that, that type of element. But if there's elements of your life which aren't in check, right? I'm not saying everything has to be perfect. It can affect us in so many fucking ways, yeah. right? To the point where I've had this discussion with other people before and they're saying, oh, surely you should be encouraged people to be eating X, Y, and Z. And I said, well, the problem is that some people turn to food for that happiness factor, right? 
and then you kind of question, well, why aren't they happy in their lives right now? Yeah. And so is the, is the way to approach this individual, and obviously I appreciate everyone's different, right? To cut out their happiness factor and be like, you need to sort your shit out and only eat chicken, broccoli and rice for the rest of your life or fruit and veg and just meat off the land type thing, yeah? Or do we need to kind of go a little bit deeper and kind of go, right, what is the issue here, yeah? Where is that, where we find some sort of sense of unfulfillment in life and we need to try and figure a way how to get around it because then if I can nail that with that individual, which sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, then all of a sudden that becomes like a weight off their shoulders and they stay way more consistent and everything goes back to normal again. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And Having that relationship as well where you can, you know like we were saying before about where you can go, I fucked up, you know, yeah. uh, I went out at the weekend and yeah. drank a load. Yeah. And it's just trying to find that balance of it, especially where I think it's this all or nothing mindset all the time, where it's like, right, you've got to be doing this, you've got to be doing that, I need to be eating X amount of meals a day and this many calories type of thing. It's like, there's levels to it type of thing, yeah? Mm. And if it's the case that, I don't know, some of us can be our own worst enemy, if that makes a sense, weekends come along, we go fucking ape shit and just eat and drink everything under the sun all the time, then hey, we got to then try and proportion it that the rest of the week matches that all of a sudden. And then I'm like, right, rather than 10 beers, can you have eight beers maybe type of thing? And then just keep it in balance type of stuff altogether. But, um, so with your nutrition knowledge, obviously there's, let's be honest, everything under the sun on social media, right? Where did you kind of sort of bring your, where did you gain your knowledge from initially type of thing? <laughs> I did uh, I did a diet, me and me and Ruth that used to do jiu-jitsu here, we did a diet caught, it was like the super shred or something like that, paid 40 quid, got this generic PDF and um, we had to eat, it was like a kilo of spinach or something a day, no fucking lie, like three, three big bags, so not a kilo, but three, you know, the big massive bags yeah. of them a day and you had, um, you had your oats for breakfast, protein powder and then it was like, after a workout, you got rice cakes and a, and a protein shake mixed in like cereal. And the rest of it was like fish and spinach or you can have broccoli and all this. And I was, we were doing this meal and I thought, there's got to be more to it than this. Because this, the, you know, Ruth, I owe a lot to. This was when I was really poorly. And she's like, look, there's, you know, you look like shit. <laughs> Let's gain some muscle on you. So we were doing this thing and we were like, there's got to be more to it. So we started looking into it and started going into, okay. you know, these macros that we've got to have and how does it work? And then so stretched out to the body coach, yep. like paid for this plan and learn a bit more. And then I've just, I've just sort of pulled, like with my, my understanding of it, pulled everything from everywhere. And every day is like a learning day. Like, I don't know if you know Sky. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know her personally, but I know of her. She's been doing her some awesome work, yeah. honestly. So I've known, known of her basically from the bodybuilding days yeah. where she then obviously went on, not say the flip side, she's like in a reversal and said, right, this is just not fucking healthy. Then I seen obviously she goes to a bit more CrossFit and then obviously take on Jiu Jitsu as well. And it's just yeah. like seeing all that transition. But she's a massive advocate of like trying to obviously get things sorted in the right place and everything. But again, yeah. kudos to her. Just keep she, yeah, she did a talk on, on um, like periods and men menstrual health and yeah. stuff like that when we did the, the wellness camp here. And like I said, I'm pretty well read on it. I, I, I learned stuff, you know, like from, from and you just think if, if every day you sort of stretched out and, and read something or, or listened to a post properly rather than just flicking through it, you can learn this because this is stuff that she talks about on, you know, on the daily. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've learned quite a bit from following her as well. Nice. And the um, change in mentality as well. And then uh, Costa, he's another one who 
holds me accountable to yeah. how much <laughs> how much shit that I eat um, and introduce. Have you heard of the Bruce chocolate cake? No. Oh God, don't. It's like fat stack. Anyway, introduce me to that, which is not the nutritionist thing. But yeah, he does really well in um, teaching you about like being being accountable, but not like restricting and punishing yourself for mm. it. So that's something that's took me a long time to learn. It takes a long time. Yeah, it really fucking does. So like again, I don't know. You probably won't know about this, but me went down the bodybuilding route originally, type of thing. That's what I wanted to do. The single guy at the time was like, ah, oh, this is what I want to try and achieve. Look great, get all the girls. That's what every guy thinks, and we can get his more guys going. You look sick, bro. Like it's <laughs> fucking amazing. I'm like, that wasn't the expectation. Um, and again, had meal plans, diet plans, like thing. I had a kilo of sweet potato rather than spinach. So, uh, and that was because he had fat burning property, uh, uh, capabilities apparently. And the guy had a make pack, so like, he knows what he's talking about. Um, and then, yeah, we obviously went into different elements of it, of it and started learning more about nutrition, went to uni and all that type of jazz and everything like that. But the interesting thing about it all is that throughout the whole of my time within the fitness industry, I hate to say it, um, the word cheat meal has just always been there. Yeah. Cheat day, cheat meal. Like, I'm gonna probably say this now, it's been a bit of a bugbear. Binge eating disorder is completely different to you shoving all the food in your mouth on a Saturday night. Yeah. But everyone goes, I binged last night. And I'm like, there's a massive fucking difference. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, again, this is not to discredit things like depression in the slightest bit, but you having, I don't know, a day where you're just a bit unhappy or upset isn't the same is depression mm. do you know what i mean and it people just chuck it out all the time like oh i binged on that weekend or a cheat meal or something like that and it's like it's not you've just eaten more fucking food that's yeah that's all it fucking is i we we said blowout yeah well i had a blowout you know what like we it is and it's trying to it's like the people going back to like the people that are just running so they can eat a Bar a galaxy at night, or you know these these people that are working out to eat. No, like you know we're eating to fuel our body so we can do these workouts. Yeah. And the flip side of that is actually the, the the stronger you get, the more muscle you build, the more things like that, the more you can actually eat. 100%. Like I, my my mom, like I'm sorry, mom, if you ever watch this, because I'm gonna slate you. To you not gonna show this to your mom? She, I don't know. She finds this way. We don't <laughs> likes my poll pictures on Instagram and it freaks me out. Right. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to mom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she has no knowledge whatsoever of eating disorders or any of that. She calls all the exercise I do keep fit. It's really fucking annoying, mum. She calls it all keep fit. So like, I do pole, I do BJJ, I run, I lift weights, I've just started CrossFit, do do all the shit. And it's like, oh, are you going to keep fit tonight, mum? <laughs> anyway, yeah. she will forever comment on if you go for a meal and I'll say get like a main meal and a side and then I'll have a pudding and whatever. And she'll be like, oh God, are you really going to eat all of that? It's like, mum, I can fucking eat all of this. Like, all yeah. you're doing, and it's people saying, oh, God, you're always hungry. You're always this. You know, like meal prepping through uni. Me and my friend Becca used to do it, and uh, you'd have, we'd take breakfast, snacks, mm. lunch, snacks, dinner, if it was a long day. Yeah. And are you eating again? Like, it's that idea that... that I don't know why it's just viewed as bad. Like, at the same time, like I said, it's just one of these things where there's a culture to say that all right we have got a problem with obesity i can't deny that it's getting bigger and bigger excuse the pun there it's getting bigger and bigger as so each year gets on type thing but likewise on the flip side like if you're there and you're somewhat i don't know deemed as being active right it always has to be viewed as oh you can't be eating at what you want then yeah and it's like 
Well, no, everything, every single bit of food is made of the same fucking compounds all the fucking time, yeah? Yes, there's a difference in terms of like process levels, which people, again, don't know there's like four levels to processed food in terms of how processed it is type of thing. Of course, I'm not saying go and eat the highest processed food 24 fucking seven, yeah. but you having it once in moderation ain't gonna fucking kill you, yeah? And it's trying to get that balance with it. And it's honestly from doing the bodybuilding, being very focused on my own personal self-image, it's taken years to get used to being going like, I want more food, I want more food. Yeah. Like, I've got no issue with it. I don't judge it in the slightest bit. And if I then had a purpose where I needed to change my weight for anything, then fine. I'd be aware of the carry value of it. I, I, I sometimes refer it back to finances. You can't then be shitting on yourself because they say you've had a shopping spree one weekend. Yeah. How dare I spend all that money? Like, if you haven't got the money to spend in the first place and you're on budget for a reason, yeah, then hey, that's you, you've put yourself in that situation. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the same thing of like, I don't know, You've got to make weight for whatever reason, yeah, and you go and have 5,000 fucking calories in one day, yeah, knowing what that calorie volume is, yeah, that's your own fucking, you, you've done that, yeah? yeah? But the same flip side, like, if you can keep that within budget, why the fuck does anyone else have to care about it? It comes, it comes down, there's, I mean, there's a couple of, like, my, my bugbearers there, but with, with women is we have this whole thing, again, around, like, periods, is that we all want to sit and eat chocolate and we all want to sit and do this and there's nothing better than cuddling up in bed with a hot well bar and chocolate bar, like, fuck off. <laughs> uh -huh. These women restricting themselves in this bit, and this was something that I learned from Sky, again, which I've, I've thought about quite a lot, is that women are on diets and they don't take into account that actually when you're when, you know, around your ovulation or whatever, I can't yep. remember which way it works, you need more calories. Yeah, that, that three to four hundred is nothing too extreme in terms yeah, of it. But, but have the chocolate bar. Yeah. If you want to sit and don't, don't fucking beat yourself up and sit there feeling shit and, and being more exactly. upset. You're setting yourself up for a loss. That's yeah. the thing. It's the same thing I try and, it's not identical in terms of it, but I put it into perspective. Like if you're going to go out and have a few beers or what, on the weekend or whatever, like a few drinks, whatever it could be, then the idea simply being is that I do not want you to set this limitation of only having one fucking drink, yeah, or even two for that matter, because you'll get through those two drinks, like every other average Joe, pretty quickly, and then you're right on the cusp of thinking, oh, I'm gonna feel like shit now if I have a third, and then what's the fucking point? Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you set yourself a 10, link, a 10 drink fucking limit, yeah, and you only have six, you're gonna feel way better about having four less drinks than what you fucking intended. Yeah. And it comes back to that whole point of like, there's a period within your menstrual cycle that obviously requires more energy within that, where basic, basic hormonal functions are going on. So why are you trying to restrict yourself every single fucking week, of the, like the same week and treating it the same? It's not. It's right? just, it's what we've been taught though, isn't it? This is, yeah. this is the thing. And it's been, especially like the, us, us 90s kids, of, we were all around this toxic, like real toxic shit that's just completely unnecessary now. But it, it's, a lot of people need to learn a lot of stuff and- She needs to be talked about more. Yeah. Yeah, and it should. And the, the other thing about like the, with the obesity crisis and stuff like that and, um, and athletic women or women in, in fitness, whether it's whatever the sport is, mm. is how highly criticised we are. And I'll say we because I'm someone that's, that's had it before, is that like getting criticised for being for showing off that you can be like this or for the foods that you eat. And like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll always do it. If I've got a decent bit of cake, I'll put some photo of it on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I wish yeah. I could fucking eat that. Or, oh, like, you're such a lucky bitch <laughs> and, and stuff. And it's like, no, it, it, it's not about that. It's, it's learning that if you want to have that piece of cake, but you're also watching your weight, which is a perfectly acceptable thing to do to want to lose weight if you are not happy with your body, is like you said, to take that into account with your day. You yeah. know, have your breakfast, day, have, have week, lunch. Month, yeah. Like, I love playing this game with people, let's say. You obviously doesn't like I'm gonna have to go in. Someone's right. gonna break a door down. Are they stopping? No. No. Two sacks. 
I don't know why. This is Sparta. Bang. <laughs> We're talking about their oh, perception of like women in terms of like they have to be kind of like under eating all the time and this type of thing and it's just like it shouldn't be in that case which is right I don't know why there is this culture with it at all and I don't know where it stems from is it from what we're seeing all the time socially that's what I think is where it comes from from honest but yeah there's still there's still a lot of like catching I think there's a lot of damage that was done like you know like Kate Moss supermodels and all that sort of thing when mm-hmm. we went back and there's, there's still bits and bobs that like feed into it and then we seem to do, we've kind of gone like the opposite way. And I know this is really contentious and I apologise, but we've gone the opposite way with like the body positivity and stuff like that. So the, the one that's come up when I've been on training with work is like Lizzo and how she can like be this great person to show you, you know, that we love our bodies no matter what. And that apparently like she's fit and healthy and all this. And obviously she's a, she's a big, she's like, she's big. There's no, there's no dancing around that subject, but it's then taken into it. It's so complicated because then you've got to take into account that she's got the money for personal trainers, for nutritionists, for doctors, for blood tests, for all this sort of stuff that everyday people don't have. What I don't get with her, more so anything else, there's nothing against her in the slightest bit. She'll be then pushing the diet as well. Yeah. Right? And the diet that she's then pushing, she's even being paid to do this, a promotion, which fine. Maybe if you're in that position, you've got to think about the audience you're dealing with. A quick word about one of our sponsors, Grappler's Soap. The team wanted to find, right, the best possible defense against skin infections, which normally we get from each other or off the mass. This, in turn, led Dan and the team into researching more about soaps and essential oils, which turns out has been used for thousands of years, actually, as a natural defense against infection during the plague. Slight twisted story here, but grave robbers in England knew of the power of essential oils and smothered themselves in it before exhuming and stealing corpses. Useless fact of the day for you there. But Dan and the team had tried several soaps before, but none of them just simply wowed them. So he started to make his own. Months more research, trial and error led to finally this golden nugget, grappler soap, which you'll be pleased to know the recipe is CPR registered and approved by pharmacists. The use of a specific method to lock in the amazing natural smell, no cheap fragrances used here, which means the soap and use smell great and stand the best chance of staying healthy. Although the soap was developed for grapplers alike, it is now widely being used by non-grapplers. And Dan is always like delighted to hear from from customers about how it's cleared up dry and itchy skin or relieved eczema or just simply made you feel awesome the smell alone has been a massive hit with men and women alike so enough waffle for now go and get yourself some now at www.mrbassett.com or go check out their instagram page for some very funny memes at grapplers soap Thank you, guys. Um, so, yeah, Lizzo, she promoted an alkaline diet, and I don't know if it was the same practitioner at the time, but there was definitely a case that happened in America that um, a guy who had the title doctor, which technically doesn't mean you're an actual medical doctor, you can be anything, so I think he was a chiropractor, if I remember rightly, uh, convinced a patient who was having cancer treatment to stop taking chemo and to follow the alkaline diet and then got sued for a billion pounds, basically. A lot of money. Yeah, and then also complained that he thought the... Uh, price that he was being sued for was too much it's like you just killed someone for a person's right? life for a person's life right and like again there again it's just horrific to hear and so that's that sort of like lizzo statement of like body positivity like i somewhat get a bit frustrated when i see people in one camp and then preach something completely opposite yeah. if that makes sense and like the other argument behind it is that 
I don't want people to get misconstrued as to what is healthy, right? And it's not about happiness, it's two separate sort of things, right? And if I'm looking at it from a numbers analytical and like physical point of view, I hate to say it, Lizzo is not healthy, yeah. right? Pressures on her joints and hips are gonna be horrific, yeah? Uh, probably like, when you look at like body fat levels in terms of that, like some of it is not gonna be beneficial to her organs internally, yeah? And then on top of that, what are the food groups that she's consuming on top of this? Mm. And it's just, to promote that as like, oh, we should all be happy with this. We should just love our bodies and this type of thing. I'm like, well, you're shortening your lifespan. Yeah. yeah? And is that a good thing to be promoting? No, not the slightest bit. And so it's really tricky. And a part of me feels that I don't want people who have gone down like us, the wrong dieting structure, followed meal plans or something else different. Like you mentioned the Beyonce thing. I did, I did one where I was, I was eating, eating, only drinking soup for three weeks, for example, right? Yeah. Thinking, how can a liquid turn into fat? This will be fine, this will be no problem. And then all of a sudden go, oh, nothing's worked for me. So do you know what? I'm just not, I'm body, body positive now. Yeah. And it's like, don't just give up. Yeah, there is a solution. Obviously, if you come across this page, then yes, we're gonna tell you the right things to do type of thing, but I just don't want, people of such influence to be kind of like, nah, don't worry about your health, it's fine. Just love yeah. your body, because there's a fine line with it. There's, yeah. there's, you know, not giving a fuck about how your body looks and loving your body how it is, that's fine. But the way you look and your health, like in my opinion, are two very different things. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been a lot, lot leaner and thinner than I am to the outside person. I would look, like, look healthy or look like in good shape. But actually, you know, you're knackered. Your hair's shit. You, you, you're not like you're not going to the bathroom properly you're not going you know you, everything tastes crap your breath stinks all this stuff uh, it goes to the extremities of your menstrual cycle when we start to yeah. fuck up right yeah. and so it's like it's one of these things again that that image seems to be the epitome of health which is really interesting because you look at most bodybuilders or fitness influencers and all this type of stuff it's all about how they look yeah and then people will think that like I jokingly said oh I went into bodybuilding thinking about oh I'm going to get all the girls all this <laughs> yeah. type of fucking jazz it made no fucking difference. Yeah. Right? It literally that is not health in the slightest bit, right? No, and bodybuilders are grumpy fucks as well. Yeah, like. Exactly. <laughs> like it gets like they even work like they're miserable in places of all sorts of things. Yeah. But it's it's strange to believe think that again, like it's all down to this body image and that's like right if you're of a certain body image, fine, you're in a great place. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't think there's no Going, going, being someone that's been like such a variety of different ways, I, I cannot say at any of them points I've been like, yeah, so I want my body to look. Even now I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, because there's, there's no, and, and I'm someone that's had surgery to try and make myself more appealing to myself. Mm. Um, I think it's just about accepting that you're probably never going to be, you know, you probably, it sounds really like, um, like negative but you're never going to look how you want to look because at each each milestone each point you reach there's something a little bit better something a little bit better yeah. and then to maintain that especially again as a woman where where you know you need different calories right the way through yeah it's not manageable to maintain that constantly all the time and just sort of accepting that you're you, you need to like your body you don't need to love it but health is like your main your main thing yeah. because at the end of the day being really happy with yourself at, at, at a size 14 you're probably not going to still feel that way when you're 18 you can't there's like a you know. fine balance as well when it comes to it and the fact that if we took it health as all aspects of it right you're super shredded to the bone you think you look fucking sick how's your mental health looking at that point shit <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know anyone that's that's been super duper lean that that's mentally can say that they've got a healthy relationship with food yeah 
And then there's... Like, the, I know Sky's talked about it before, yeah. like when she did the bodybuilding stuff and everything like that. And again, about how that took the time to repair that relationship as time went on type of thing. And it just puts into perspective that mm. being shredded all fucking year round really is of no benefit other than the potential marketing point for you to do and sell yourself. And I don't know, could be an online coaching, could be an OnlyFans, could be fucking anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, where is that going to bring you longevity wise in the future? Right? I despise seeing people who do go to bodybuilding shows and they're after the show fucking in their fucking wardrobe or what's it called? Not wardrobe. Um, dressing gown, all fake tanned up, like literally looking at a donut, like, oh my God, this is amazing. I haven't had this in 12 weeks. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that everyone does bodybuilding have an eating disorder, but if you want like the epitome of it, like you've got it there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just a fucking donut. Yeah, like, and ha hats off to them for the dedication, the people that can do that. Yep. Like to, to be that motivated and dedicated to do something like that is amazing. But there's a bigger picture. Like, it's lasting damage, and I don't think that's what we take into consideration, especially with, like, bodybuilding and stuff, the lasting damage that that can have. Mm. So, it's one of those. And that's where I don't want, like I said, even though it's probably on a lesser scale type of thing, about, like, in terms of manipulating the weight type of stuff, for people who do jiu-jitsu and making weight for competitions, it's then making sure that, as it's quite minuscule in terms of how much people are moving their weight, there's not many people out there I like to think that aren't going to move 10 kilograms for it, which I think we've got a topic with that. I know it's not as many categories in the female division as well, yeah. which is interesting. Um, but the idea being if we're moving, let's say, between, let's say, five kilograms maximum, some properly moved down type of thing, that, with a good diet for five weeks, you can move that, mm. right? And we're not talking fuck all food either. We're still talking about a considerable amount, depending on the your size, your height, your weight, and that type of thing, in the sense that, don't get me wrong, if you're five foot nothing or four foot 11 and weigh, like, 52 kilograms and you've got to be under 50 for whatever reason, you're going to be on a lot lower calorie content than someone who is your height for example and starting from a higher number type thing yeah. yeah so it really kind of puts it into perspective for it but um yeah let's touch on that then you're in a higher weight category than where you originally competed with yep how's it been in terms of trying to get numbers because we have other people for example we've had to go up to like under 90 for example to get matches which just seems like a fucking huge jump from on yeah. this like 70 to 90 type thing there's, have you had that issue at all? I haven't seen it? yet, no. There's this under 70, over 70 thing, which I've spoken to a few women on the page about. Um, is the under 70, all right, cool, you know what you're going to be up against, like anything this down like from that's good. Ultras, yeah, right? so I'm <laughs> peeking at that. Over 70, not so much fun. So the last BJJ competition that I did, like a competition competition, there was um, barely, there was one woman in my bracket and I'd paid £110 oh. for the, oh no I didn't because I did the absolute as well. I think I paid £120 or something or 130 and there was one woman in my bracket and I emailed her, I was like, look, I'm not fucking doing this again. This is where women of BJJ started from was me spitting my dummy out because I had one woman in my category. Um, what and was it? Do you remember, is it IBJJF? Like, that's a lot of money for a comp line. Jesus uh, 24-7, again. Okay. Yeah, 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 it's not cheap. Sorry, there's nothing, I don't, I haven't competed with them, so I'm not like, yeah. signing them off in the slightest bit type thing. But. I mean, it's good comp, it's worth me to be fair, but, um, so I sent him an email and I was like, look, I don't give a fuck, you put me in any bracket you want, with any levels, I'm not asked, just do it. Like, this is me wandering around at like 68. And uh, anyway, <laughs> they sent the email the week before and I was with heavies, middle heavy, purple belts, uh, instantly regretted it. I was like, yeah, fuck, <laughs> I forgot to be so impulsive. Um, going with the heavier women was, was hard. Mm. Like, so, so difficult. Um, so I was, the difference between like 70 and 74, I didn't realize it could be so much. Yeah. 
but it was and I'm dreading the day that I have to enter an over 70s with that like you said there's no cap mm. you know, so it's a good old joke of Gabby Garcia turning up type thing and being like Jesus Christ what the fuck is this in front of me type of stuff do you oh know no what I, mean? not, like, I don't know what that is but do you know who Gabby no, Garcia no. is after showing a picture of her she's like she goes to the ADCC and she's like five foot ten obviously on stuff and it's just fucking huge like yeah. she makes men look small right yeah. and like she goes into those absolute brackets like yeah shout I've got no problem with this type thing but to be fair some people have beaten her I think Theon's beaten her for right, actually to be fair so um, but yeah like yeah I know exactly what you mean it's the same thing I have with the ultras like we've had people before I've mentioned it there we had a, a guy local to me who uh, went and competed in the ultras he's about a big guy six foot one six foot two about 110 kilograms very lean just like bodybuilder power lifter type thing and uh, would dominate the white belt division really well until he went into one competition. He came up against the next pro rugby union player and he said he felt like a child. Yeah. Like just being thrown around. And again, same sort of height, bit of the same big build, and it's just like a different fucking story. And he said, really kind of put in perspective that in that ultra, you just don't know what the fuck you're going to turn up against. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think with it, you've got to have some confidence in that you can. Well, I think you have to have confidence in that the category that you're entering. You can, you can compete in it, which sounds stupid, and I don't really know how to explain it in a proper way. But I know if I went into a seven, if, if I went into say 74 again, mm. I'm gonna get smashed. Like, my blue belt skills are not good enough to hold my own against someone's weight and to hold my own like, yeah. against, against a level. Like, I'm gonna pick one, <laughs> and it's probably gonna be just sticking with the blue belt, but it, and it's like, equally, I'm not gonna walk into a 60 kilo and fling them about a bit it's it's just unnecessary like i wouldn't enter i wouldn't drop that low so obviously when we're talking about cutting and stuff i know if i didn't eat for a couple of days i could easily go into you know i don't know what it is like 66.9 in, in yeah. gear whatever it is i know i could easily drop into that but then i'm gonna have three kilos on top of anyone in that and it doesn't really well, it's the thing when we've done little bits of research before and we look at like let's say everyone who's weighed in at a local competition it's about a disparity of most people coming in there on average by 1.7 kilograms oh, right, right. Yeah. so i was chatting to one of your guys here about this as well and i said the reality behind it is that are you going to give a, like let's say we get you to eat a load of food yeah and then all of a sudden you're a kilo heavier than where you need to be, right? Um, and then on top of that, the bracket, everyone's obviously 1.7 lower than what it is. Let's talk about the 70, for example. Let's say you're walking around like, let's say, <coughs> 66, but you're thinking about, maybe I'll go under 66 for that, right? I said, right, 66, we give you a bit of food, you're under 67, yeah? On average, most people are eating at 1.7 under that 70. Are you going to give a fuck about a kilo, basically? Yeah. Right? You're not going to walk around the mat area and be like, how much do you weigh? Oh, sorry, I'm all of you now. Do you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't care. Like, it's nice as well, like, when you're weighing in, to not have to strip off. The last couple yeah. of competitions where I've, I've gone at 70, yeah. I've jumped on, fully dressed, in my clothes, weighed yeah. in at 70, there's been no pressure, I'd be like, sound. Looking you know? Easy. Yeah. Eating eat a pizza slice on the wet having, the scale at the same yeah, time. Having, a bre having breakfast. Yeah pint you know whatever you fancy like <laughs> it depends how much you want to take the piss, I don't know. yeah i can't endorse a pint before a comp maybe but i don't endorse it it's just nice <laughs> <laughs> takes away the nerves but um, yeah it's there's a there's a lot to be said with uh, particularly with women in weight because because there are a lot less women competing mm. um than there are men our weight categories are either there's loads of them and there's no one in them or there's this under 70 over 70 under 60 over 60 you know there's this thing where 
like the the smaller women at, at 47 48 kilos aren't going to want to go against someone at 60 and there was a lot of these little small women like the little firecrackers but they're a lot lighter than everyone else and there's only so far being whippy can get you when you're up against someone that's got 10 kilos on you mm. and then again on the flip side of that if i'm going in at 70 up against someone at 90 it's not going to get me very far and trying to in so I can imagine that encouragement and confidence as well. Like if you're going into a competition, there's minimal people within that bracket and you're getting smashed by someone who's 20 kilograms. It's already been, from speaking to yourself, hard enough to get them onto the competition mat in the first place, right? To have that confidence to go there and do yeah. it. And then to be absolutely basically shafted or all of a sudden on that competition with just being smashed by someone who's 20 kilograms heavier than you. How, I think everyone has a little bit of knock of confidence when they have that loss, if that yeah. makes sense. Not saying it's like you never want to, some people that they never want to compete again, which I can understand that's for them. But if it's already, a, from what you described to me, a battle to get women on the mat on the first place and have that type of an experience, especially maybe first, second time, third time round, you may go, do you know what, I'm not going to compete again, do you think for me? Yeah. And yeah. what's the solution to it then, mate? So obviously, again, I'm not, not to say that it's whinging in the slightest bit, but I like to think of like, what can we do to obviously encourage it a little bit more? Is it more weight categories? Because like, I'll be honest, the ABCC stuff with the under 55 bracket, lots of people being positive about it, but on the flip side, they're like, well, why is it encouraging downwards all of a sudden? Why can we get more upwards as well type thing? And I'm like, well, it's a step forward in the yeah. sense there's another category for it, but what, what, what's the solution? Is it just more weight categories? Or? I, don't, I don't know. So first yeah. but what we've been trying to, what we've been talking about on the page and things like that and we've had loads of discussions about and i've had discussions with women at competitions and open mats is it's not incentivized so for example when we go with the lads from here yep. they'll pay the same amount that we do and they will have they will be in a bracket of say 60 i don't know how it works like they'll have maybe eight ten fights whereas women we're yep. going in and we've got three fights he's going to come Hey. Just, can you sit down? Is that alright? As long as you're happy with yeah, it, like, just like YouTube and stuff, is that going to be okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're everywhere anyway, aren't you, mate? Um, is that there's no, like, I'm paying £110 for three fights. Mm. Lads are paying £110 and getting eight fights. You know, they're absolutes. They've got ten people in. Yeah. And this is where we're, we, we're talking about, like, incentivising it, having a reduced, having a reduced rate. Yeah. or it being cheaper or it being based on something because what a lot of women are finding is you right going downstairs and stuff where are you going in the garden outside okay come straight bye so i can just see him heading straight for the stairs and just like head first like, <laughs> no he's, he's quite capable Sorry, not to not say okay. you can't. No, done. no, like, he, no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> no, he's very good on his feet. Um, yeah, so it is that I think we, I know, I get a bit pissy mm. about having to spend the same amount and not getting these fights or going up against the same people and stuff. So when we spoke about incentivising, and we actually did a poll about it, and no, no women were looking for free places because when I've contacted competitions and stuff like that, they've said, well, we've tried giving out free places, and it's like, and women haven't turned up. You can see the flaw in that. If I'm if I'm signing up to something free, and I wake up the day before and think I can't really be asked, yeah, you've got, I've got no, nothing you've got to no lose. skin in the game, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, thing. it's if, it's interesting because don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is just solely to you, right? I know guys who let's say are in the heavier brackets, yeah, at higher belt levels, they struggle to find people. Yeah, and it, it should be the same 
for men as well. This isn't something that's specific to women. Yeah. Competitions need to realise that you are going to get a lot of people middleweight for at white belt. Yeah. Same for blue belt. That's yeah. always going to happen. You're going to make your money from those. Once we start creeping into like purple belts, brown belts, black belts, women across the board, yeah. this is where they need to start making like making incentivized to do that so mm. empire are a really good one they do a discounted rate for brown belts and black belts and i think most recently they did it for purple belts as well nice. males and females that's good um and that's that's a step in the right direction because what we're getting is competitions flooded with white belts they're then very generic middleweight white belts and there's loads of them and then there's mm. loads of blue belts and stuff and on another side of that as well is you're waiting for on one mat for all these white belt matches to go and then you're going in as a purple belt and you're on like four o'clock because yeah. they've done all these white belt matches so it's the organization of it it's the cost of it it's everything but specifically for women um i think it's it's a two it's a, it's what do you call it when it's it, it's two person thing I can't remember the word. yeah it's two-way street so if competitions are offering blue belts and purple belt females a discounted rate we need to not sit there and bracket watch and think oh i'll enter with someone else and us take that step and enter it you can get credits and you can also refuse those credits and get a refund mm. um that's okay like i've done it with it i've done it recently in a competition where there was one person in my bracket i'm not going to travel all that way yeah and so the other person will get a refund too and it's a bit shitty on my part because someone else is being let down but I'm taking the ownership of I don't I don't want to do that and I'll take it on to the next Especially one. Especially with someone you might have already competed against or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It completely. I think that's quite positive to hear that again you're very much the understanding that I think some of the audience that we have obviously we think like, oh again, women in jiu-jitsu obviously needs to be uplifted, right? I don't disagree with that in the slightest bit, but it's like why are they getting special special like special treatment for it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the trying to find a fine balance, I think. The fact that I think we can all acknowledge that there's certain brackets which are going to have way more people in type of thing, it could potentially, I don't know, maybe one incentivized way that I've looked at before is, he's back, the legend. Straight on. Hey, mate. Sit. Star of the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's not, I think if, and again, this isn't a criticism, if you're looking at it as special treatment, which a lot of men do. I think, I think. A star. Right. Star? Oh, you a star. Like that maybe, I don't know. That's a good, right, do back. <laughs> Go and sit down. Either sit here or sit over there. Not climbing over me. <laughs> the, the idea that it's special treatment is where there's an issue because it's not special treatment, it's, it's adapting. It's BJJ is coming up for it's, it's, there's more and more women entering it. Yeah. it. Did you say before there was a... Yeah, we've had, like, with the kids and stuff at the local competition, 47% girls, which is yeah. wicked to see. And that's, that's all these girls that are going to hopefully be coming up and being women, yeah. doing BJJ and stuff. But now where we're at, there's a, there's a whole load more men. I mean, in our club, there's, there must be, what, like 30, 40 men and there's five women. Yeah. So it's not special, it's just adapting it. That this, is, this is how it has to be because it's not our fault that there's not loads of women in. Like, mm. it's not men's fault there's not loads of women in, but it's just, it's almost being like accessible. Yeah. I don't have any sweeties, but we'll go to the shop in a minute. Can you go and sit back down and watch the phone? Go and find the iPad for me. 
I've got sweeties in the house. Do you want a sweetie from Jay? Yeah. Go on then. Yeah, you can have a sweetie. Yeah. Bribe him though. <laughs> do we? Jay will give you a sweet if you go and sit down next to Annie. You gonna do that for me? Anymore? You're gonna give one to Annie as well? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not for Annie. Sounds yeah, like so Yorkie <laughs> bars, not for girls. <laughs> <laughs> Got that, that drama nowadays, that's still going. Oh, I know, I do miss it though. Yeah. Like, nothing was ever the same. Um, yeah, so the, it's, it's, it's almost like accessibility for, for us. To so be is it the it. fact there's too many competitions? Because I know that's a hot topic across yeah, jiu-jitsu, like seeing board. like three major it's like we're not talking like small local town type competitions but you're having like what was it i can't remember it was like the brighton open empire was on at the same time and there was another massive competition all on the same fucking weekend don't get me wrong they're dotted around the fucking country but i think as jiu-jitsu enthusiasts athletes hobbyists all that type of jazz if your whole club's going somewhere some of us don't mind that longer trip do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know there's a threshold to it. Like, I'll be real, I ain't coming up this way to fucking do a competition unless there's like a holiday incentive. And obviously, the cut that like I'm going here on holiday or sticking around afterwards type thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going to go all the way up here just for one competition yeah. unless the whole club are like, oh, we're doing a massive push for this. I don't know, ADCC Open in London, right? Yeah. Then fine, cool. We're all going to go there. That's fine. I'm happy to accept it. But it's one of these things which is there a set of problems that we just need to address as a whole where it's like, hey too many fucking competitions going on, right? I think, could we incentivize in the sense that the more people who sign up, the bigger the discount happens for everyone. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, I remember seeing this bar, which is kind of really cool. It's like a stock bar, like stock price, stock market bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, the drink that's not being drunk at the time, they'll put a, like a number on or whatever it will be. And it will be the cheapest out of all of them. And it will switch every hour, depending on what everyone else is buying. And so all of a sudden, I don't know, the tequila shots are like 10p all of a sudden. And then everyone goes to the tequila shots and then it brings up the price sort of thing. Yeah? yeah. And it makes me think that if we can get more people, female for obviously competitors, more of the heavyweights obviously within the brown and purple belt for men or whatever it could be, their price then starts coming down and more people then enter type yeah. thing. So it kind of encourages them to sign up. And then, I don't know, is it the case that they hold on to the funds to make sure that they actually turn up on the day as well? Yeah. Right? So that it's not the the competition's gonna lose out all of a sudden where it's like, oh, we've charged this amount type of thing and no one's turned up still. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a tricky one. So I imagine obviously you're gonna to have to get into with the promoters of the shows a little bit more to understand their logic behind it all as well, yeah. because they're gonna do it for business purposes. Like being wrong, they wanna uplift jujitsu and all that type of jazz, but it's still money making. Well, yeah, we, we emailed and I, I just, um, I said about discount codes so when the women of BJJ page started up I emailed all the all the bigger competitions I think there's about six and it's like fightwear and stuff like that and said look this is what I'm doing if you want to offer us a discount code we'll put it on you know it's in the highlights and stuff like that and all the fightwear companies absolutely fantastic you know obviously they want to sell their bit competitions nope we've already done this this is what we've tried this is it and it's like right okay so are, That's, you, are you just shutting that door permanently or are you happy to try and maybe try a few different approaches? Yeah, so, yeah. I think it, it felt like it felt like it wasn't an approachable subject again. And then ironically after that they'd put on something one one of the ones that we contacted. No, no more sweet go and sit down for five minutes. Alright, yeah, take it. 
one of the ones that we contacted had then actually put on their Instagram a week or two afterwards something like some sort of female incentive. Um, but yeah, they, they weren't forthcoming in doing it, and it is something that would make a massive difference. Dewey was really good. You're not having sweets until you sit down and I'm finished. What? You're not having sweets until I sit down and we're finished. Uh-huh. Over there. I'm finished what? This. What do I need to finish? I need to finish talking to Jay. Okay. So you need to go and sit back over there, please. Okay. This is real Leo, BJJ. Mum, life. <laughs> sprinkle cone, no, we well, listen to that, don't we? Yeah, we love a sprinkle cone. So, you're saying, like I said, they obviously, some of them would come on board, well, one of them you said obviously came on board, which is obviously good to hear that they're a bit open to it. But, yeah. Oh, we've got the bottle return. Yeah, we need it opening. It's, the, there's, so much, there's so much that could be done that isn't being done, but the, the idea... Yeah, there you go. The idea of just having more competitions popping up everywhere, that's not a solution. No. Like, like you said, it's just, it's just watering it down, filtering it down. There, there, there is literally a competition every single weekend now, and more often than not, it's the same one. So again, for example, like, sorry for calling in Matt, but BJJ 24-7, they're Manchester, Brighton, Newcastle, um, Blackpool, and they're all sort of within quite close succession. All stars every other weekend they're doing one somewhere. Yeah. Empire, you know, and it's by doing this, yes, you're making it so people can travel. There's not as much travel time, but equally, then you're reducing the amount of numbers that you're going to get from the other ones, and mm. then the competitors sort of <laughs> sounds professional. The competitors' satisfaction <laughs> of what they're getting from their competition. We're you know, I mean? professional here. It's yeah. all fine. <laughs> it's great. Um, no, I get what you mean, and I think it's a, the the competition scene. I think where it's that easily accessible for people to put on a show to some degree, be that a sub only or a proper show or whatever it could be type stuff, is where the problem then lies. Because again, people just see money, 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 but don't see how it impacts the point where I've been to shows before and the following year later where there'll be more shows that have come up, like we've gone from a sports hall full of complete mats, like 10 to 20 mats type thing everywhere, to the following year being like five. Yeah. And I'm like, ha. What's this all about? What's going on here? Type thing. And it's just because the numbers have been so low. Yeah. And it's like, where do you find that happy balance of it? So, but yeah. it's not to tell people how to run their business, but they just need to see how it's impacting the community. Listen to the people. Listen yeah. to the people that you that you're doing. There's a um, I forgot what they call it. DNA Championships yeah, in so London. Yeah, that was it. I think it was DNA. It was. Uh, Brighton, I think, was like mm-hmm. on, and then it was Empire, all on the same fucking day. I think it was. It was just insane. And so, sick. if I had to pick one out of them, yeah, and I got DNA, they had. So it was it was good all round, but specifically for women, they had cash prizes. They? They, had, they had them for everyone, but it was the first one where I've seen where you get, um, like it was like blue belt. I don't know what the other ones were because I'm a blue belt, so I don't look at blue belt. Um, but you get like you got a gi, you got um, a cash prize, you got a free free entrance into the next one, and that was the, the the I looked at the brackets on that, and they were very good, like for all around, but particularly for women. Um, so that wasn't incentivizing women entering; it was incentivizing women winning. You know what I mean? So you're going into a competition, and I go in, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to win this. I don't, but I'm, I, that's what I go in like. And if I saw that, and it was it was closer to me, I'd have entered it because it's like, right, okay, cool. 
the, it seems it's like worthwhile it seems doing. Like they give a fuck, basically. Yeah, even yeah. if there is three women in, that's I've, I've got thirty-three percent chance I'm going to win that. You know, numbers <laughs> <Like>, game. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you don't want me asking, obviously we talked a little bit about the competition and like less people sort of entering and that type of thing and trying to incentivize. Is there anything else that comes up that you've come like is quite prominent with the women of BJ? Again, not trying to be like in the Neanderthal man. Obviously, I'm not going to know about everything. Plus, also I get pushed back because I'm not a woman. I can't understand everything apparently. So. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one that's come up recently, which we spoke about before a little bit, and again, it's contentious, but it is something that needs addressing, in my opinion, is competition. Women, like, I, I've not seen it with men. I might be wrong, I'm not a man, but, um, you know, from speaking to, to teammates, my partner, everything like that, I've never, I've not, they, they don't talk about it, that women see other women as competition. And this is across the board on everything, but BJJ it seems to be quite a thing. Yeah. Like the, um, you know, if you're if you're with someone that's your same belt or your same weight, or maybe they're the same as both. Um, there's like, uh, oh look, Dewey's here to advertise grapple soap. Oh, grapple soap! <laughs> Bring that over here. What's that? Come over. What is it? Let, let me see. Oh, that's very nice. <gasps> And your ringworm free now? Does it smell nice? Oh, oh. say that to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Good, thumbs up. <laughs> don't touch it. No, you don't need to rub it. You go and wash your hands then, go on. Oh. Some good bubbles coming up there as well. Hey, there we go. Can't get more of a raw reaction to a crapless soap <laughs> than that. Um, yeah, so it's, it's the women aren't your competition. Like we, we need to have each other's backs and we need to be a community. And this, is, this goes right the way down from, from just people in your club to people you're in a competition against to female fight companies, pages, communities, all of it. Like we're not against each other. We're all, we all do the same shit. We are mm. looking for the same stuff. Um, and like having like some sort of like having having respect for each other and shit and it seems like something you shouldn't have to really say but it does happen and um you do you do hear about it a lot not just my experience with plenty of other women that are my friends are people that have messaged the page and stuff um and it yeah it feels like it shouldn't be said but that that is an issue and i think again it's because there are so few women in bjj and you're constantly coming don't Constantly coming across the same one, same same women over and over again. You you begin to learn who they are, mm. but there's nothing wrong with just walking up and saying hi to someone no. rather than sitting and staring across the mat. Right, I'll be honest, right? I mean, obviously, with meeting different people, grapple uh, <laughs> soap gives you that much energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting enough, even like today uh, when I was rolling with Will earlier, we had a chat afterwards and everything like that. And I was like, oh, what's your Instagram handle? I was like, oh, I already follow you, Trevor, type thing. Like, I'll bump into people all the time. It's a little bit off tangent with this, but if I don't recognise you, don't be offended. Like I said, yeah. like, I didn't know your name properly until probably this morning. <laughs> like, Biff and Niff, that's who I'm saying. See, I'm like, right. yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, Bethany, right, Beth, there we go. That'll be easier type yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things which, in the world that we are today, there's just no, you, sh you shouldn't have to waste your time and energy on negativity and that slightest bit. And it's not to sound hippy dippy, right? Everyone, any of my close friends know that 
I don't watch the news in the slightest bit because it doesn't affect my media, right? And if it does affect my media, I'll be notified elsewhere, not from the yeah. news type thing. And it comes to jiu-jitsu women, jiu-jitsu men, brackets, whatever it could be, like animosity between teammates or clubs or anything like that, right? Mm. We're all in a hobbyist fucking sport, yeah? yeah. And it... Someone loves grappler soap. Bosh. You smell so fresh. Uh, <laughs> it's... Yeah, as well. And if, if, if you don't want to be... Is this the guy who painted himself? Yeah, yeah, this is the one that painted himself white. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've still got it in our hair. Um, it, if you're going to be a dick, like, and this goes, this goes across all genders of BJJ, if you're going to be a dick, everyone's going to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, for, for how many of us there are, we're a very close-knit community. Oh, everyone hears everything, right? You hear about some fucking sort of scandal of some sort. Every yeah. man and the dog's already heard about it before it's even fucking happened type stuff. Do we? Go and put it back in the sink, please. Ta. Go. Take it and go. Okay. Yeah, go wash it then. I was actually really excited about using that. Go on, go. Hey, no, hey. no. Yeah, go and wash it in the sink. Now. Not to, uh, not, not to do a product placement type of stuff, but we've actually had a lot of um, kids use it, for example, help massively with loads of different things. Like, going to like... <laughs> 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 Yeah, well, I mean, Dewey's that dirty all the time. It doesn't really matter. Like, you know, I could definitely use something. Right, go and put it, go and wash your hair. Why don't you go and wash your hair? Desperate times now. I can smell it, yeah, thank you. Oh, yes. Bye. 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 <laughs> We've done well to get this. One final sponsor shout out to the team at Inner Chimp. Inner Chimp is a brand name that really speaks to grapplers and fighters, one we can believe and relate to on a personal level. Inner Chimp is simply catchy, right? And with small tweaks can be your general gym wear and casual wear and rash guards like this for men, women, and children. Inner Chimp is ethically produced and has turned down cheaper production overseas to ensure this understanding that we only have one earth right which we need to look after this is at the forefront of their production decisions and we want you our listeners and viewers to have a sense of accomplishment in knowing that you are doing your part when buying their products inner chimp tees are 100 organic cotton their packaging 80 percent recycled cardboard and all of their products are designed to last their production and manufacturing is in the uk trying and aiming to be as eco-friendly as possible, leaving close to zero global footprint. But to put it simply, Innerchimp has a massive passion for the sport, attention to detail, and our planet in mind, and always at the forefront of your own Innerchimp. Go check out their website, www.inner-chimp.co.uk, or go check out their Instagram, at inner underscore chimp. Thank you for your time. Bah. I know. I'll try and make it quick, mate. Probably um, um, what were we talking yeah, about? Yeah, so any, 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 anything like that. If you're going to be a dick, people are going to know about it. If you're, back, yeah. if you're bitching about people behind the back, you're going to find out about it. 100%. And, like, there is, there is clicks in women's BJJ, but they're not... Is there? there? There is, yeah. But they're not like... Or from my experience, they're not bitchy clicks. It's just like sometimes you've got more in common with other people, and it's that's okay. It's understandable, right? Yeah. Like there's certain people out there. Like for me, there's people who do jujitsu who are fucking football crazy, right? And they love that fucking lad culture for it. And I'm like, fine, that you do you, though. I've got no issue with it. 
I've got my own interests and hobbies, I've got no problem with it, and I'm not really fussed about being part of many cliques, if I'm honest. But I'd be surprised at like, having like women cliques that matter. Like, I can some of them in clubs, like our club versus your club or whatever, that's pretty normal, to say the least. But to find out that there's like cliques within that, again, is like, it shouldn't be seen as bad, it's just different groups of people get no, on with different and things. Yeah, because really, really, it, it works really well. It's got its bits, like, it's got the bits where you know you start walking onto the mats and you don't really. It's not the same as lads where you walk and you're like, you're right. like with women, you start to sit there and you're trying to find someone that like I'll be like, have they got any tattoos or piercings or do they look like they've got kids and yeah. you know I'd sort of be more inclined to go up to them. Um, but this is more like the, the the good clicks are the ones where you learn stuff from them and stuff. So you've got like the clicks where where they're they're really good at one specific thing and all those women in that group. A good, you know what I mean? I don't know, I can't explain it properly. I'm actually just chatting shit, but I know what I mean. Hmm. It's all right. It's fine. I know what you mean. I, I think it's some degree, it's just trying to find that people that you resonate with the most. I think it's the best way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. It's not high school. You yeah. don't have to take sides like, and you don't have to. How do I put it? If someone said that, oh, I'm going to go and work with Sky, for example, right? I'm not going to be like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, if there's something I've done wrong and put you off with me, then I would love to know his feedback type thing. Yeah. But majority of the time, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Sky deals more with menstrual cycles than you do. I'm not going to be like, well, duh, yeah, I don't have a menstrual cycle. I can't, I can't yeah. read from a fucking textbook. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to be, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. No. I mean, I don't doubt that with all its natural properties, it's not edible. But <laughs> One of the promotions they had, actually, do you know who Dan Hardy is by any chance? Or? Uh, is he the, the, the guy that does it? I follow someone. Dan Hardy, so he's good. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Dan Bassett, the guy who does it, but yeah. he had um, a guy called Dan Hardy as a UFC, or oh, he was he part of the UFC as a presenter, he was part of that and everything. No. And uh, he sent a bar of soap to him and a guy called Judo Jimmy, and they both took a picture trying to eat it, trying to think about like, hating it and stuff, so, which is hilarious. You have very super clean feet, mate. <laughs> he knows. Right, go on. Can you go and wash it now because it's dirty? No. Off. No, Off. No, what? You can have a sweet in five minutes, okay? Hmm. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to get off chest with the women's BJJ page that you want other people to think about it? Like, obviously. Again, you read the page, you see obviously the stuff, the polls or anything else, or anything else that you want to clear up of like misdemeanors or misunderstandings or type of thing? Or? No, I just, the Women in BJJ was started because there was nothing out there that brought women together. There's plenty of ones where, oh no, there is, sorry, there is plenty of things that bring women together, but what? There's, there's nowhere specifically where everyday BJJ women, like me, like the women that I train with, like the women that I meet at, at, at seminars and stuff, where we can share our stories because everyone comes in for it for a different reason. Mm. And I made this page because I wanted to, to bring the women, the everyday women that don't want to be world class or you know anything like that. Bring yep. them together so we can all have a crack and stuff where you can come and have a role and an open mat, but it's not an open mat where you're all smashing each other because you're training for something. It's somewhere where you can sit and chat shit or you can roll or you can do whatever. You can just sit and have a coffee. And the, the more community vibe about it rather than it being just about BJJ, it's about women, and that was that was the reasoning behind the page and um, with the camps and stuff. And I know I did step on a couple of toes with it. You're going to right? That's natural. Like people, some you can never be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Right. And I'd rather be a shot of whiskey or tequila personally. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's the way I kind of look at it. And it's the case that you're always going to piss off someone, right? 
I know we pissed off people by starting this page, yeah, mm. because I know there's other people out there who do it, right? And hey, like at the end of the day, I've tried to be as open door policy, right? They want to chat, more happy to chat with anyone. Want to come on the podcast, happy to bring you on the podcast, yeah? yeah. Like I've got no issue in the slightest bit, right? It normally helps me with the conversation even more so, if that makes sense. Not saying I'm struggling with this one the slightest bit, but like having two nutritionists in one room is obviously fun, yeah? yeah? Because we can get to resonate, make sure we can get rid of some of the imposter syndrome that maybe sat in the back of our heads a little bit type of thing as well. Like, oh, you've had the same problems too? Oh, so it's not just me then type thing. Um, but no, you're always going to have that, mate. But what I'll do, the privilege of seeing the kids and stuff, I'll try and make this wrap up a little bit more quicker. We have these kind of uh, questions that we keep back for people and you'll be asked and put a question, question for the following guests after this as well, okay? okay? So kind of like Diary of CEO, if you haven't heard of it at all, um, where they try and get the, what the previous guest asked the next question for the next guest and so on. So uh, what we'll do is we'll start off with the normal staple ones. So when you've got your dubs at competitions before, what is the post-match meal that you've gone to? Uh, German Donner. A German yeah, Donner? Yeah, the German, German Donner. I'm not even ashamed. No, actually, no, 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 I changed my mind. Brazilian. That's, we've, we've always gone for Brazilian. The really? meat buffet. Yeah. And oh. every night, every time after a match, we're like, oh, we'll go out, we'll get smashed. And then we go and eat so much meat oh, and eat so much the yeah, 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 we just fall asleep. I love that. I actually got a Brazilian booked in for my birthday. Uh, the food restaurant, not Brazilian wax. Sorry, if <laughs> <laughs> anyone listening. But no, got it uh, booked in for my birthday. The one food group, which I got introduced to when I first went there, was cinnamon pineapple. <sighs> Honestly, just incredible. Like, yeah. and it's not. It's obviously. It's, it's obviously barbecued as well, which is just. Oh, just amazing. And that pin, 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 pin pinata. No, don't yeah. I'd say it's steak. Fucking lush, all yeah. of it. That's fair enough. I like that. That's a different one. We normally get burgers or something like that most of the time, but nah. that's all good. Um, next question we've got is a bit of a deep one. So this may take you a little bit to think about. What? Uh, oh my god, I can't think of the wording of it now. What's going on? Which loss do you cherish the most, or which failure do you cherish the most? What BJJ? Can be anything. <laughs> My marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. Never doing that again. Uh, I cherish it because Jesus Christ, like I wouldn't be here now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. Uh, it. It's a failure, but I'm so grateful for it for every single miserable second of it. Yeah. Sometimes I've got an ex-husband coming down to chase me down after that. Guys, like, in prison you sound, it's uh, alright. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, as long as he's not behind on a blue belt, I'll be alright. Like um, so yeah, no, that's interesting with that one. Uh, next question that we've got is, what's an unpopular jiu-jitsu opinion that you have? Mm, an unpopular jiu-jitsu opinion. Uh, that is blue. I don't know. My personal one is I'm not rolling with really sweaty guys. Like, not rolling with the sweaty gee guy. No, no sweaty gee. The, swe the sweaty gee guy needs to bring no. numerous gees. Numerous gees. Numerous yeah. gees. For each round. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Dewey, give me hey. this three. Right, go do some climbing and some jumping. Nearly done now. No, two more minutes. You're doing fantastically, young lady. Two more minutes. Yeah, sweaty, sweaty gee guy should bring numerous gees. Do you think you someone has to have the conversation with them, like, really sternly, like, you sweat a lot? Yeah, I just avoid them. Just avoid yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, someone dripped sweat into my mouth once and I threw up a little bit, like, actual oh. sick, and I've never done it again since. Like, <laughs> no. Someone in the club is listening to this, super, you can watch yeah, this back sorry. and be like, oh, <laughs> you know who you are, you've had the message. 
Well, you felt how hot it gets here. Everyone's a sweaty oh, guy yeah, here. But it's something satisfying about it, like, a hot, sweaty nogi session, like on a Friday night. And it's just like it's all done and dusted with, and you're dead on the mat. I fucking love it. But it is. <laughs> um, what do you think is a perception that new female BJJ people? So let's say they haven't started it, for example. What do you think is not like a myth when people think about starting it? Like, oh, this is going to happen if I start doing jiu-jitsu or I'm not quite sure about this or... This too. Oh. There's no gi and gi. So with no gi, uh, it's not sexy like you think it might look. <laughs> <laughs> Men don't give a shit whether you're sat on the face if you're in like spats or shorts, you know, it's not I'm sexy. Sorry, I'm going to use that as a clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it's not something sexual when you're doing it. Like... It is purely, they, they are going to take you back, like, it's, that's <laughs> it, you fuck. <laughs> like, um, and in gay, yeah, gay's not a fashion statement, like, we all look fucking ridiculous in them. It doesn't matter, just get on the mats, chuck your pyjamas on, do it. Have a bit of fun. Uh, gay or no gay, what's your preference? No gay, every day. I don't think I've trained gay all summer. All summer. <laughs> yeah, it's too I, hot. To be fair, I've kind of got gone with the statement that I'm doing Australian uh, jiu-jitsu now where I'll just do no gi in the summer and then I'll go back to gi in the winter type of thing. I'm so. going to take that. I'm owning that as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm Australian. Australian. Um, it should be good. Oh, mate, we're nearly done. I promise you. <gasps> go and put it in the bin quickly. Yeah, go find a bin. Can you put that lid and that string in as well? Top man. Men don't care if you sit on their face. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's my that's... biggest life lesson. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, love that bit. Uh, and then I think we're coming to the final question, which is um, what would you tell your 18-year-old self not to worry about? Poor. Um, having kids. Um, no, that's a joke. They're great. Um, not to worry about, I don't know. I've never, I, I've, there's just so much shit. Um, about what people think. Yeah. Yeah, do, do what the fuck you want, and as long as you're happy and you're not hurting people, that's it. Yeah. Fair, it's fair. That's we can good. hurt people in BJJ because it's not real. It's all like, good. Like I said, my friends who are, are away on the other side of the lady shit, they're like, you want to go off and get beaten up by people? And I'm like, yeah, there's something about it. Like, yeah, it's perfect. I think what was it? We were just we stopped off in Wrexham before getting up to here, and uh, they're like, "How was it?" I said, "I got absolutely destroyed by a fifty kilogram purple belt guy," and they're like, "Fifty kilogram?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's done with another fifty. Like, do you not just throw him off?" And I'm like, "I could have done, but that's not jujitsu." Yeah, it doesn't work like that. This it doesn't. I feel bad. Like I got brought up a big BFG sort of mentality. Like if I bench press someone else, which I can pretty much do to everyone. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. It's like, uh, I think uh, the, that's the thing. Ego. There's no ego in BJJ, and no. if you've got it, it's gonna get fucked up. No, I don't. I don't know anything from bench pressing people. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no benefit in the slightest bit. So I'm like, right, okay, it's fine. I'd rather get absolutely mauled to death by some 50 kilogram purple belt and be like, how are you doing it? What exactly are you doing? Type yeah. thing. Like, again, absolutely incredible. But I think as we're getting more and more returns from doing <laughs> yeah. it, this is getting to a point of wrapping up, mate. So. Um, any shout out to obviously sponsors, page, anything you got coming up, any discount codes, all that type of stuff is your opportunity. Oh, right, yeah. So um, thanks to Rain, they have been brilliant. Uh, Rain Fightwear, they're fantastic. They've had us from straight from the word go, they've supported us, uh, women in BJJ. 
Um, and I, like, then, I like the frames, by the way. You've got yeah, the frames like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so a big shout out to them. They're great. They're such... We? No, no. Are you Andy's dad? No. I don't know. Dad? No. Um, and then... Home. Are you going home? Uh, in a few days. Yeah. Pick it up. Yes, yeah, I'll make it really super fast. Uh, Rob Nitman, he keeps me strong and helps me be absolutely hench as fuck. Lakes BJJ, because I throw tantrums all the time. Those guys put up with a lot of shit. And yeah, uh, Costa for doing my diet and then Nick my partner for every single time I say I'm going to quit after every gi session told me I don't really mean it, I just need to get that tantrum out of my system. I think the same thing as my wife said, she's like, let me just rant for a second, that's what I need to do, just let yeah. me just rant, that's what I want to do. Oh, every time after gi, I've come off the mat, I'm like, I'm not doing BJJ anymore, I don't want to do it, I hate it. Are you going to say bye? Bye. Have a good time. Yep. Um, cool. And then, did you say there's any other discount codes for competitions and stuff like uh, that? No discount codes for competitions yet, but on the Women in BJJ page, on the little highlights, we've got Progress, um, Progress, Valor, Adapt, and Rain. Nice. So there's some, some good ones there. Perfect, mate. Well, look, obviously, thanks for coming on. Have you got any questions for me, actually? That's why I always forget to ask. It's no, I kind of asked them all at the beginning, actually. That's <laughs> really good. Uh, well, mate, obviously, congrats on winning a thousand pound, a thousand pound, a thousand follower giveaway, obviously, to begin with. Like I say, it's completely coincidental. Obviously, it sort of transpired into this, which is really, really cool as yep. well. Um, obviously, guys and girls, go and well, give, give the page a follow. Uh, and obviously, if you're anywhere near, obviously, the Lake District, then come up to these guys up here. They've all been well and accommodating, and you get this lovely fellow follow you around everywhere as well. <laughs> yes, by Grapple Soap. No. <laughs> Say grapple soap. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like the what was it? Guardians of the Galaxy. Groot. <laughs> nearly, nearly. Nearly, mate. Uh, say no to battle soap. <laughs> oh, beef. Oh, all the drama. Uh, Where are you? Yourself. Yeah, you can. I'm a bum head. I'm a bum bum head. Bum bum head. Yeah. Judy, do you want to say bye? Are you going to say bye? Bye. Hey, good. Mate, thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate Cheers. it. <laughs> oh, they did well. They did, they did all right, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say about any. They do kids' classes here. My daughter's just started doing it. Yeah.